Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, it's great to have you coming here. Come and join us anytime. Uh, g'day, boys. Clarko, a definite to go to North Melbourne, do you think? I certainly hope so. We need him in there. Hey, oh, Paul from Margaret River. I, I reckon everyone. Uh, I mean, I think so. Paul's indicator there, he's actually a, a North Melbourne fan. Yeah. If, you, if you actually do support literally North Melbourne, whether you're a member, a supporter, or, or, or a sponsor, of course you want Alistair Clarkson there on a four- or five-year deal, four- or five-year plan to rebuild your organisation. But it's I don't think it's going to happen as smoothly. Mm. Essendon have been into Alistair Clarkson for some time, but Essendon have known within their own four walls, their own boardroom, they've had opposition to any such move. Clarkson's asking huge money to go to wherever, but particularly Essendon, uh, so, of course, if you were North Melbourne, of course, if you was were one of the few people that followed GWS around the country, mm. you'd want him there. The AF- AFL want Alistair Clarkson at Western Sydney. That's not going to happen. Okay. I think it's North Melbourne or it's Essendon, and the Essendon uh, prospect will grow in coming days. When I was growing up, following Australian rules football, playing at the local uh, footy club at Inglewood Junior Footy Club, the big match that I always used to look forward to in the VFL was Carlton and Collingwood. Mm-hmm. That was the blockbuster. And all of a sudden, uh, many, many years on, it's returned on Sunday afternoon when the Blues playing for their proverbial life and the Collingwood Magpies looking to secure a top four spot. This has got enormous with a capital E surrounding it. It's like the good old days, if you can term it that way. Haggers. Uh, if you're so, a Blues supporter, they showed a bit on the weekend. Yeah. And before we discuss it... Particularly after half time, Yeah, and Max yeah. Gorn has come out and saying, we trained for close scenarios mm-hmm. this week. How long left was it when he kicked it? 15 seconds. That's pretty clutch, eh? Cosie's a good player. He's been playing some good footy this year. That was his moment. We were on the wrong end of our moments last week, and we studied it a lot. Like the last 10 minutes of the Collingwood game, we watched a lot. And you saw some good stuff in that last 10 minutes. We were able to hold our nerve. Yeah, they got some goals, but it was good footy. Well, with all of that study that you did do during the week, what was Goody saying then when it's three points at three-quarter time? Yeah, I was trying to watch him throughout that last quarter. Um, he kept on putting up as many fingers as he could for five, for four, for three, for two. In the end, we only needed ten seconds at the very end. But, um, yeah, just cool, calm, composed. Play the Melbourne way. We've been playing forward half footy for about four weeks now. Unfortunately, lost to Collingwood, but um, the, brand, the brand's there. The brand's there for Melbourne. Saying that, you know, Carlton only just failed uh, with the Cozzy Pickett kicking well, that and, goal. And the Cozzy Pickett goal could have gone anywhere. Correct. It? I mean, so Correct. it's gone through, um, and I reckon... Uh, a lot of criticism, a... uh, the Carlton player who knocked it out into the open spaces yeah. rather than trying to jump on it and just lock it in. Well, you, would, would, would in defence of that, would you be guarding against being pinged for the holding yeah. the ball free kick after the final siren? It's just, uh, it's all those milliseconds, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's it's a fraction of a fraction of a second little to make that sort of decision. Clearly, there was. It's easy from outside to analyse, and then post game, it is uh, even even with the Kasaya Pickett um, goal, uh, it just it could have gone. He threw it on his boot. Mm. He had a clever, clever, quick look. 
Uh, and that's the difference with uh, between those sorts of boys as well. I mean, Pickett, all those small forwards, they do seem to have something really uncanny mm. about goal sets. Oh, no they question. can take just a glimpse, a frack, just like a blink to see what's available. And uh, he's way short of being the best small forward in the competition, but he's very experienced now. And he's what, what they went through last year to go through now to then, as, if, as Max Gorner said there, we rehearsed it all week, looked at the vision where we did get it. We got a lot of things right against Collingwood mm. and yet we still didn't win. But now, you, as you, what it does set up is this Collingwood-Carlton game on Sunday afternoon, which is a, it's, it's effectively a grand finale to the season. Sydney-St Kilda at Marvel after that, but I think we'll stay glued to Carlton-Collingwood, not even dial flick the mm. Sydney game. Sydney, mm. Sydney are very impressive. Come back to them, Peter. But the Carlton-Collingwood one, and Brian Cook said it there, it is an elimination final for Carlton. But I, I see it also similarly qualifying final for Collingwood. Collingwood have to win it to finish top four because someone's going to lose out of Brisbane and Melbourne and it leaves that fourth spot available to Collingwood if they can beat Carlton. But Carlton beat Collingwood. Collingwood finished fifth probably and and Carlton sneak – well, then they're they're guaranteed they play because it doesn't matter what the Bulldogs do, the Bulldogs would still be a game behind them. So Carlton just have to win. But Collingwood have to win as well, Peter. They're sitting fifth and they have to win to get into the top four to get the double chance. So – it's a classic, uh, and as much as we've had so much rivalry between those two great clubs, Collingwood and Carlton, seldom would you have something like this. Yeah, and Collingwood finished between uh, third and sixth. Their percentage and, isn't strong, so they won't finish second. No, they won't finish on percentage. No, no, yeah. no. But the other thing about the, the lead-up to this, and we mentioned there about, you know, in Western Australia this year, this this week, to close out the home and away season for the year, is the big story on Nathan Fife. You know, what happens? Does he play? Does he play at Peel? Do they rest him? That'll just grow as a story as this week unfolds until we see the teams on Thursday afternoon. But also what will grow as stories or be big stories around Collingwood and Carlton game is the Jordan Degoe injury. Does he play this week? Uh, Jack Ginevan, hamstring, he's probably gone for two or three or four weeks. And also the Taylor Adams. Does Taylor Adams make, because it's such a critical game, does he make a big determined effort to be available to, to lead that midfield uh, for Collingwood against Carlton? So there's lots of injury watch relating to that elimination final that, as Brian Cook has declared it. Let's look at a couple of the other teams, Haggers. What do you make to the performance of Tom Lynch for Richmond. All of a sudden, he stood up, bagged eight goals. The Tigers thrashed Hawthorne by 61 points. And I think all the other clubs in the top eight are now on notice. Richmond are now starting. Okay, it was only Hawthorne, but still, their key forwards kicked eight. They've won by 10 goals, and they've got momentum going into round 23. And some of their players that have coming back and, and been building since injury. I mean, I, I really think Dion Prestier is so critical to Richmond. He was second best on ground yesterday for mine. And even at, uh, say, during the third quarter, I thought, well, Prestier's probably best on ground. Lynch has kicked his six, you know, but Prestier best. Then Lynch finished with eight, so six in the first half. The other thing, too, about I think what Richmond – Richmond is now – if if – if Tom Lynch can hold that sort of form, you're not going to kick eight in finals, I wouldn't think, Peter. But mm. what this is going to be so much about, the final series, and you and I have talked about this for months, is these power forwards that Geelong have got. And if you're going to beat Geelong, you've got to need some kind of response to it. Now, Jeremy Cameron is is reported today as injured, hamstring injury. Same injury he's had before when he missed three or four weeks. So that then going into finals just leaves Geelong a bit vulnerable. But you touch there, not only Tom Lynch, 
Keep an eye on Noah Cumberland. Isn't he an impressive lad? And he's got a beautiful kick, a beautiful, reliable kick. Shea Bolton is emerging as an important goal kicker. And I, I still I still don't discount Jack Rewald. He's not necessarily the, the main go-to forward. That's Lynch. But Richmond, for mine, are having and have, have now uh, sort of tightened up the way they finish to score goals. They are going to be able to rival the likes of Melbourne and Brisbane with their power forwards and their finishing. Because I reckon Melbourne especially are a bit flaky mm. with their fo- key forwards. And I reckon Brisbane as well. Now, Brisbane, Melbourne, I- I'll lean Brisbane's way to win that one. I- I- up at the Gabba. Up at the Gabba where they won 35 of their last 37 mm. home and aways. They don't win finals. But you look at Joe Danaher, 34 goals from 16 games. His last five, 0, 3, 3, zero 2. Eric Hipwood. He's kicked 16 goals in 13 games. They're shaky. I think they're soft. They'll really struggle against the Melbourne defence, the likes of Stephen May and uh, Jake Lever especially. But at the other end for Melbourne, Ben Brown. He's kicked 11 goals in his last 10 games. Bailey Fritch, he's consistent. He's kicked at least a goal in every game. They've had to move Jake Melksham forward as another forward option. Charlie Spargo's getting well held. I, I, I think... Melbourne are a bit flaky because they don't have the Tom so Lynch can, or the Tom Hawkins, Jeremy so you Cameron. Think Melbourne of, could drop to fifth after this weekend. If they there's, could, if yeah, there's wins just, to Sydney, there's wins to Brisbane, yep. and say there's wins to Collingwood, they'll finish with 16 wins. Melbourne will stay on 15. So Melbourne will drop to fifth. Frio win. Uh, Mel, no, Fremantle will go to fifth and Melbourne will go to sixth. Yeah, so Fremantle would finish fifth and as then long they, as they win this week. And, and they, they, Melbourne could pl- they could likely play the Bulldogs then. Yeah, or, mm. or Carlton. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to get Carlton if they, if they happen to finish there, if the Bulldogs got beaten? Or even if – see, there's, it's a bit of percentage there, 0.9 between Carlton and the Bulldogs. So if it's tight, both of those games, Carlton might still hold – Eighth spot on a little bit of percentage. Ah, Would they deserve that? It's a great finish to the season. We'll discuss it more after the break here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Agdorn. AFL review night on this Monday night.